Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of Hangout Talks. This is Peter, the suited marketer, and I'm going to interview Tret today from Mr. Goodall, my co host, my partner in crime. Get to learn a little bit more about him, his origin story, and how did Mr. Goodall come to be and founder behind it? I know, I know. After last week, we went over yours. It's exciting. It's exciting. So I guess this is my turn on this end. It's about to get deep, y'all. Oh, don't put some pressure on it. Let's, let's, <laughs> you know, let's, let's, uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go if it's good. It's good, right? Uh, but no, man. Like, I guess we'll get started. All of you, man. All right. Background on mine is I was born in Vietnam in Binh Dung. Uh, so I was born there, and six months later, we moved to the Philippines uh, for the refugee camps. So we had an additional six months there. Uh, I was the youngest of four. Uh, so everybody else is much older than I am. So my youngest sister is 10 years older than me. She's in her 40s and I'm in a, my 30s. So we have a large gap, right? So since I was younger, I'm always the one that is doing something a little bit different or not been able to, you know, hang out with them because they're much older. So I'm 10 years apart. So it makes a huge difference. So, but the great thing about that is I was able to learn quickly because they were much older. So I had somebody to look up to. I had somebody to keep seeing like the bigger picture versus where I was at that time. Um, so after six months in the Philippines, we moved into, we didn't move into, we flew to Denver, Colorado. And honestly, I don't even know how we chose Denver, Colorado or just Colorado in general. I don't know. We spin the globe and we just pointed at it and came out to be Colorado. I don't know, but I'm glad I'm here. And we, when we first moved here, of course, we didn't have all the funds. And as a family, we, got into a public housing in downtown Denver. So if you've ever been to downtown Denver, it's where that area with Domo's and all the restaurant and gas station were. There used to be public housing right there that they torn down. Uh, so we were there uh, before everything that started blooming. And after many years there, you know, my parents always worked two jobs. Uh, my brothers and sisters were all in schools and trying to build up and learn the English part. And then we moved to 10th and federal. So we weren't at the public housing for a long time. We moved to 10th and federal, uh, another housing. Um, so there is kind of when I started experiencing a little, little bit more. And that is the Asian population there was very small. So it was myself and another guy that I know. Uh, and we, I was constantly bullied, right? It, it, that was like my biggest part was being bullied on 10th and Federal around that going to school down there and just being that Asian kid. Uh, that they call it the Asian kid or they call me Chinese boy or there was a, a guy, I still remember he owns a supermarket down there and his term was hurry up and buy. Um, so all the kids will come to me and make a accent and tr tell me to hurry up and buy. And it was just a repeat of that almost every week. I didn't have really, really have a true friend. I didn't have anybody that was gonna be there or stick up for me. I didn't know how to stick up for myself. So that was the toughest part living down there. And, but through all that, it was, that is where I kind of learned the hustle too as well. One way to make money as we were there and I was a kid, we would go down to the supermarket. We as a the guy that was my neighbor at the time and we decided to go and buy candy bars at the supermarket and then turn it around and sell it up charge 50 cents more. Right. So we bought it for a dollar. We sold it for a dollar 50 uh, and we split it. So it was 25 cents each. 
doesn't sound a lot, but as a kid, 25 cents each and we keep stacking on, we start making dollar bills. That was exciting. That was fun. I, I enjoyed that. We were hammering that for a little bit and then start moving into selling video games, right? We have old Nintendo 64 games that we're trying to sell uh, at that time and then, or exchange, you know, we were bar bargaining and like, hey, I'll trade you this, I'll trade you WWE uh, to for, uh, for Madden. So it was different things that we did there. So hustling N64 games, little things as that that we were doing. When we got to elementary school, I was in the fifth grade and we decided to move. So we moved down to Lakewood and that's kind of how my life took a different change because if I was there, I don't know what the heck I would be doing now if I still live where I lived. Uh, so that move definitely sparked something different. Uh, we moved to Lakewood area and Things started progressing from there. I, I started fifth grade at a, another school, jumped in almost uh, mid-school year, and then had some friends there as, as well, and things started going, and then I went in that neighborhood. There was my middle school, my high school, was uh, John F. Kennedy. Always remember that. Uh, probably the greatest time in my life, and that, and then high school-wise, uh, I learned so much from our friends. I learned how to dress better. I learned how to like be a better leader, just being that person, and just that hustle is still there. And the funny thing about school is uh, I, I came from being a shy kid, being bullied and almost got into a gang fight. You know, like we had a group of friends. Uh, we used to call it our touch crew kids because we are repping the t-shirt of another uh, manufacturer that lived in our block. Uh, so he was, we were helping them sell shirts. So just going back to that hustling mentality, uh, helping them sell shirts and we'll walk around wearing his gear. Uh, he was really cool and helped us do that. But then we took it. A little bit more to extent where we started calling ourselves the touch group kids and then of course senior class at that time they called themselves the mega men's so there was other group that was calling themselves that and then all of a sudden now we're in two different opposing quote-unquote gang that were hated each other's guts so we they were finding way reason to you know get into the fight so i got out of that i was actually that's where I kind of fell into communication because I was actually had a conversation with one of the members on the other side and seeing what what the heck is going on, trying to put the crew thing to his side. And and him and I were talked it out and it, was, it wasn't anything regarding us. It was just people just wanted to do what groups wanted to do. So we both just kind of left that. He left the other group and I left this group, a group of friends. And um, it's funny because I switched groups of friends during uh, senior year. So I went on a different path then. So multiple ways of getting out of that. So as I moved along and graduated from there, I went to college and always thought I was gotta be a business management, right? Because all the hustling, all this, all the selling and then all that stuff, I always thought I'm gonna be in business management. I think this is be perfect. Uh, signed up for it, didn't have to think about it. This is my major. Went to freshman year, took the core classes, business management classes, uh, kind of went head on. And, thinking this is what I wanted to do. As I was going through it, uh, I noticed my grades were slipping. Uh, it was to the point where I was on financial aid and I had to be on financial aid probation because my GPA was very low. Uh, and then that kind of prompted a talk from my parents just saying, am, am I gonna make it through this college thing? And I always was confident in myself, but that kind of took a toll because we had that talk of, Am I gonna honestly gonna make it? And I started doubting myself if I were 
cut out for college or cut out for this business or just business in general. Um, so I end up paying out of pocket for a certain amount of college because it was, I was, I didn't have financial aid. Uh, so I had to work and get some money there to pay for my classes. Uh, so when I was doing that and the biggest turning point for me is the following semester, I took an accounting class because that's part of the next class that you had to take. And two days into it, I was like, I can't do this. The instructor was going, talking about account payable, all these other stuff regarding accounting. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I looked to the person on my right side. I was like, I can't, uh, I'm going to drop this. So I end up dropping it two days into the semester, dropping the class and seeing what my, my other option was. I was kind of just stuck. So I just sat in the student section uh, in the hallways and just kind of contemplating what I needed to do. Uh, my advisor at the time, he didn't help. I had one where he was just, I had to take another math class to get into another subject. And he was like, no, don't worry, you won't pass it. I still remember those words. He told me I won't pass it. And he's kind of just saying, you can't just switch your major now. Uh, you can't even pass this class. And I know you won't pass the math class. And I was like, whoa, wait, you're my advisor and you're telling me this. And for a kid that just got to college, I was like, I, I don't know how to take it. Even this guy's telling me I can't do it. So I just went back to the drawing boards. Honestly, I didn't know what I was good at. Um, but luckily at a time there was electives and I took some communication classes. Uh, one was presentational speaking. I was like, why not give it a shot? I like talking, right? I thought, I thought that was all what communication was all about. So I took it and that was during my electives and I ended up loving it. Love the people in there, loving where I was doing so well. Like loved it. I was, I was getting an A for the first time in college and that was just an elective. And I was like, wow, how can I just keep going on this path? Like, is this what I need to do? Um, and then schedule another meeting with another advisor. So I didn't want to meet with the advisor that told me I wasn't going to pass. That was just, that didn't help me. I scheduled with another advisor and I spoke with him and he's like, yeah, you can definitely change your major. Uh, what do you want to change it to? I was like, I want to change it to communication. He's like, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Most of the electives already, I can count that towards your core. Um, now these, you just have to take some of these, these classes. I know you can do it. We have a plan. You can declare and then change your major over to communication. Like done, let's do it. So that's just kind of how it, everything started. Uh, so during college, it, as I was getting that out of the way, I was working at the gym. I just started off at the gym. Uh, I left my retail job because uh, I was there and all I spent money on was when I got my paycheck, I spent it back on those clothes, right? Uh, so it doesn't really help me get anywhere uh, other than, you know, I got the, I guess you can call it the coolest gear, but that was all it was. Uh, I was working at the gym, so I trying to find another way that I could make money that was better than back then was $7 and 25 cents an hour. And I was like, I, I thought that was high because I, it was my first, one of my first jobs. So I did that for a while, but then I was looking for something that I could build more on. And my friend luckily was teaching, um, she was teaching apps class and a, a class called PowerScope at a small business gym. So I knew her from dance and one day she was like, Hey, I do need a sub for this class. I don't know if you can do it or whatnot. I really need a sub. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll 
come in, teach apps, whatever. I don't even know what the heck I was doing. I was like, yeah, let's go teach apps, look up a couple videos and end up teaching abs and I got paid 25 bucks for 30 minutes. I still remember that because I was like, that sparked an idea and I was like, I need a, why am I working for $7.25 for now when I can get paid 25 for 30 minutes of abs for teaching? This is great. Uh, got into it and slowly talked to the owner and he hired me on as a permanent sub because she ended up leaving. And she's like, I, I, I can't teach this class anymore. I was like, I will take it. And just going about that, and I took it, and that's how kind of I started in the gym business. And I was uh, teaching one or two classes a week. Um, one day, somebody asked me, she was like, hey, do you personal train at all? I didn't know what that was, honestly. I was like, oh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm considering it, why? And she was like, I would definitely would love to hire you as my personal trainer. Boom, another idea sparked in my head. Okay, cool. Uh, let me uh, let me think. Let me figure this out. And so I looked up how much the the test would cost, and I asked the owner. I was like, "Can I start personal training?" He was like, "You were right on time because I'm actually looking for a personal trainer. If you can accomplish and receive your certification and pass it, I'll hire you on." Uh, so I did it. Uh, actually, it took me three tries. I failed the first time. I completely bombed the test. I was super confident in myself, but I bombed the personal training test one of the disappointing thing. And then I went back second time, failed it again. I was like, you must be kidding me. I can't get this. It's so you always say third time's a charm. He, we talked about it, but if any more failing, I wouldn't be able to have a job and I would be paying this out of pocket. So took it the third time, really buckled down, study it, got the test, got my certification and kind of took off from there where I started building myself up and started working front desk there too as well. I did everything I can to keep improving. And eventually I was able to get up to general manager there and I held that position for five years. So five years out of the 10, I was there, I was a GM. Um, so that was that. And then balancing school and I was still balancing a dance crew at the time with a good friend of mine, Ricky. So we, had machine remains and we're coming up on that same time period. So I got the job and then I got development machines where we started to travel a little bit more and started competing. And we only had two people in our crew. And I still remember the first time we ever performed, uh, we were an alternative, right? We auditioned, they didn't want us to, they didn't pick us. So we went back and we sent them an email like, hey, what can we do? What we need to improve on to make into the show? The email back saying, hey, we actually, somebody actually dropped out. We would love to have you on, but sorry, we won't be able to pay you. We were both like, I, we don't care about getting paid or not. We just want to get into the show. We want to get out there. So they end up having us on the show. We did it for free. We got on the show. And I still remember this because when we were, and keep in mind that was during the time where it was like five or more members on a dance crew. So there's always people there. So if somebody's doing sound check, there's always a handful of dancers on stage. It was only Ricky and I, when we went in, we got called up for our time check. Uh, one of us stood on stage. That was me and Ricky was working with the sound and the lights. So we were split. So they only saw one of us. We obviously couldn't do the dance because it was choreography for two. And I still remember we got laughed at. Somebody just straight laughed at us. We're like, I don't even know what was said or whatnot, but everybody started laughing. 
um, and laughing directly at us that we only had two and I was the only one on stage. They were like, do something. They were like talent chatting stuff along those lines. And, you know, it, after all that, we stuck around and we kept building. We we were persevered through all that and we went 10 years into it. And then we had another member join. And then we, as we were building on, on and um, to this day, uh, so we build up to, now we have a family, almost eight members. So those two things in my life, we were balancing and with the gym position and the dance crew and we're building all that. And, you know, after 10 years, I decided to leave that it was taking a toll. The last year was taking a toll and I decided to leave the business and went back for my master's. And that was a huge turning point because I got home one day from work and I, I, I was like, I didn't know what I need to, what I need to do. I, I, I don't know if this is, am I too late? Uh, I was 30 at the time and am I going to continue this route? If I need to get out, I need to get out now. And what can I do to better myself? Because this is taking a toll on me. And so after 10 years, I had the conversation with the owner. And that, that was one of the toughest conversations I've ever had because I had to like rehearse and uh, have to like be brave enough to tell them and that I will be leaving. Um, so I went back to my master's with no other plans, honestly. I didn't. I just went back to, I need to better myself and I invested and went back for my master's in communication management, concentration and organizational development. Mouthful to tell somebody and they're still like, wait, what, what do you do? So during that time I started building Mr. Goodall. Uh, it was kind of an outlet for me and I, and it was another way of me helping others and through my blog. And I was kind of explaining my journey a little bit and going amongst other things as motivations and kind of building that part. And I, I was still fuzzy about where I wanted to take it. Uh, as I was going through, I understand, like I was a manager for so many years and I wasn't a leader. So how can I transition from that, from a manager to a leader, to somebody that inspires people to keep moving forward and to help people? Uh, so Mr. Goodall, slowly transformed to communication consulting consulting that's where i i'm here now and working with through all that and helping people individuals take a creative you know approach to something that could be their outlet or it can be something for their side hustle and grow into their business so and i love how to communicate those different things and through all the years all those hardships and all those ups and downs I was able to kind of build it to where we are now and I'm sitting here and talking to Peter and having this podcast and you know go through all those things that's inspiring man like I mean it's a great story because it all ties in together right that's how everything we met through was through machines because you guys I remember the first time I saw you guys perform it was only two of you guys I remember like it was me and um my godfather father hang he was sitting there and we were both like looking like oh like we want those guys i don't know what clicked on us but we're just sitting there like the first time like we saw you guys perform we both at the same time were like we want them just two guys but we want them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i still remember after that i i've uh i was checking the emails and i i believe i got one from you talking yeah. about the moon festival that's what peter was hosting at the regis and we're like 
Absolutely, man. Uh, we weren't worried about the money. We're just more so performing. Let's get stuff under our belt. And we were like, yeah, absolutely. We'll be there. And and I still remember this because I stood in line uh, as we were getting ready to perform. And I didn't know Peter. Uh, he just sat there. And I still remember he was like, hey, thank you guys for coming. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. We told you we got to be here. Uh, so at first I thought it was odd because he was thanking us for coming. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Thank you for having us, first of all. Uh, but soon realized there was a few crews that, no, canceled last minute or didn't even show up. Yeah. And I didn't know that until later after talking to Peter. And that was part of the conversation. But, and that's how we met. And it's crazy because it's so many years of juggling and balancing things. I thought I was crazy for doing all this, you know, because you don't want to be a jack of all trades is what people will tell me or people will tell others. But it was, there was a point that I started believing that. I was like, I, I can't be jack of all trades. I have to do something. But soon I could see all of those working together and to where it is now. And that's where I met Peter. And that's where I met a group of my friends right now and going through all those processes. And I understood now that why I was, my path was, combination of all those things and how it really put me to where i am now no, it's good and it's a good humbling story man like because it's true like all the things that happened in your life like you normally you know from you starting the public housing going moving to federal you know being bullied like all the way to you know almost like being part of a gang like <laughs> like that's it like come on man like that's <laughs> As, like I, I've been in fights myself, and like you don't think this makes somehow it like helps you sit in some way, but you learn a lot from like just the people that you're around. Yeah, you kind of know in life wise, and then you know going to college, you know that huge transition point where like you know oh like I understand the feeling like you were in financial aid probation, and that really can like hit someone. You know? Yeah, and, and we're talking about values, as in you know. Um, couple episodes ago we peter and i talked about values and mine was financial stability right so when that got taken away i was like man this really hits me now even for somebody stubborn which i am it really hits you and you're like man i need to change right it, it forces you to change and i'm glad that happened because i was this that actually transitioned to communication and just the little things that you think are roadblocks they're just re, really redirecting you and or just really having you pause for a minute no and it's cool because like it kind of like it's funny because i went through a similar thing like just like you like in the back of your mind you did things in the past that you knew you were good at but it was just kind of like dormant in in a way back inside of the back of your head like you in a way kind of fight yourself you're like nah like it's just there but you don't think it's your path but then things have to be peeled away. Like things happen in your life to finally kind of push you towards what you need to do. Yeah. And, and it's building up your ability. It, it is there building up your character and who you need to be to be able to take on this next path or where you really need to go. So it, it felt like that at that time, it did not at the time. No, of course we we're screwing mm -hmm. up where I don't think we're going to make it. What is going on? I don't understand what account payable means. It's little, I still stuck in my head because I was like, I don't know what this means. And oh, I'm yeah. trying so hard to learn it and I couldn't. 
And I thought all this time I was like, I'm gonna be in business. I'm gonna be business management. I'm I can sell candy bars. I can do this. I can sell N64 games. And then I took it. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. Even now, credits and debits. Like just drawing that credits and debit sheet still haunts me till this day. Like, yeah, to accountants. <laughs> no, absolutely, and that's the part of it. Like I, I know what my assets are. I know what my liabilities are, and I focus on those. I know what my I need to create more income than what I have expenses. So, four things that I keep in there. Other things, I'll have somebody else or uh, somebody that's professional in it help me on that sense. So. Um, inspiring man like it i think like it's a good segue you know, for audiences to know you a little bit better for sure i didn't know you were almost in a gang fight so but in a way <laughs> or like almost like dropped pretty much like lost your your whole college career like that's you know people need to hear this they don't know you know like maybe they're in the same position they don't know what's going to happen like they're like okay like is it worth it or is it not worth it but you know, with the stories that, you know, from Tret that you've heard, and then last episode with me, you've heard, you know, don't think of it as like, oh, I don't need this in my life. Just take it. Everything that comes in your way is an opportunity, but also it's a blessing, but also not a blessing because, but all of it in the end of the day helps you become who you are. There are stepping stones. No, absolutely. And uh, talking about game fights, I did get into fights and, I'll tell you now, like once you get sock in the face, you you change your perspective real quick. Oh yeah. And we all experienced that. Uh, luckily, I've won, uh, but uh, we win and loses. But when you get sock in the face, we definitely know how that feels. So yeah. we could go to another story about that for sure. Like I know when I got the first serious fight I got into, people were telling me like, what, "What's going on?" Like they're they're scared. Like you can see that they're like that's not you changed into different person like you weren't there someone had to like pull you away like you were just gone like like your whole like perspective and then once you think back you're like oh damn yeah a fight a fight changes another story another time right another story another time but yeah but like you said you have to be socked in the face to kind of realize like who you are sometimes too absolutely and hey thank you everybody for listen to this one and listen to the Peter's origin story. You get to know a little bit more about us and you know, uh, going through that and I appreciate it, man. And Hey, if everybody is going through bullies or have that path, I get it. I understand it. So always you can definitely reach out and we can talk about it and we'd love to chat about it and going through the experiences and whichever can help you keep moving forward. Uh, cause I get any struggles. I know. know. I know bullying would definitely could really push you down and you may feel like you can't go anywhere, but you can, you can, is the matter of helping the right people around you. So, and we, we both have been there, been bullied. So at least let us know if you need help or anything. And even away from bullying, if you just feel like you're at some point in your life where you're like, I'm lost. I don't know what I do is right for me. You just found yourself in a hole so deep. You don't know how to dig yourself out. Let us know. Absolutely. If we can help in any way, we'll we'll try to help. Absolutely. And uh, please reach out to us. Like this podcast. Subscribe to Hangout Talks. We're also on Instagram on Hangout Talks. Uh, My personal one is Mr. Good underscore all. And mine, Peter underscore the suited marketer. Man, thank you so much. As we move forward, let's keep going no matter what happens. And thank you for listening to our stories. Guys, don't forget to rate, subscribe, 
leave a review. It helps us grow as a podcast. And yeah, if you'd like to help in any other way as well, let us know. We're open to hear it.